the property pod. Pod. pod welcome to the property pod with moneyweb the property sector is an ever-changing sector and in this podcast series your host suren naidu chats to movers and shakers in the property industry hello joining us on the property pod today is estian de clerc who has played a leading role in the local commercial property industry for over two decades Estian is CEO of Growthpoint Property South Africa and is also currently chairperson of the SA RIT Association, which represents the interest of the listed real estate investment trust sector in the country. With the association hosting its 2022 SA RIT conference in Johannesburg this week, we thought it would be great to have Estian as a guest on the property pod with MoneyWeb. Besides his current position at Growthpoint, and the SA RIT Association. He has been president of the SA Property Owners Association, amongst other leadership positions in the sector. In fact, Estian played a key part in securing RIT legislation in the country several years back, together with the likes of Professor Keith Engel, amongst others. We are speaking to him today largely in his role at SA RIT. For some insights of where the industry is right now, his expectations for 2022, and some of the challenges and opportunities facing the sector. We may sneak in a question or two on GrowthPoint and perhaps a question on something we may not know about Estian. Welcome to the Property Pod, Estian. Thanks for the invitation. I really appreciate the opportunity to chat to you, man. Estian, the listed property sector was one of the hardest hit from COVID in 2020, but staged a massive recovery last year. the industry also had a lot to deal with and with rent relief and that sort of thing but uh, it seems to be a little bit better positioned what is going to be the main topic or hot topic do you think at the SA RIT conference this week not necessarily just on the agenda but when you chat with your colleagues in the industry yes sir and i mean you know clearly uh the past two years have probably been the uh, darkest years in living memory for uh, for real estate and specifically listed real estate with as you mentioned uh, covid and not to forget the terrible uh, riots we experienced in july last year which you know also impacted the sector particularly negatively but you know the sector has proven its um, resilience through this uh, these difficult times uh, it's a very sophisticated sector with uh, excellent management teams running many of the companies in the sector and i think the reality is is that um, the businesses you know are positioned in many respects for a difficult environment if we look forward the biggest driver of the health in the sector is always going to be the success of uh, the south african economy and the growth in in this economy so you know the reality is is that we we are linked to the tote specifically those companies that have just south african exposure and increasingly we have seen that uh, due to the difficult times in south africa many of the reits have uh, internationalized their their investments so you are starting to see uh, to some extent some of the companies less Uh, correlated to the South African economy but the reality is is that um, most of them this is still their base 
and uh, the share prices are quite correlated to that. So I think the big topics will be where does the market see the uh, economy going? Do they see the property sector starting to recover in, in this coming year? And clearly in the, in the international environment, we are quite connected in an environment where we're starting to see interest rates increase. What will the impact be on the listed property sector specifically? And, uh, you know, with inflation starting to rear its head uh, globally and uh, quite possibly here in South Africa as well, uh, does that impact us? So I do think that uh, we're in for a very interesting couple of years ahead. Hmm. Uh, I don't think it necessarily is going to be easy, but, you know, there are good opportunities still. For, for businesses that um, uh, like a growth point, which is reasonably diversified, uh, we are seeing opportunities in specific uh, alternate sectors, etc. So I think there are some of those themes that are coming through too. I'm sure those themes will also be discussed. But from your perspective, and maybe I'm preempting your thoughts ahead of the conference, what are you thinking in terms of 2022 for the listed property space and perhaps a, a year ahead even? This year, we're expecting much more pedestrian growth for South Africa. Yes, so I think fundamentally, we, we are still pretty connected to the economy. And um, if the economy doesn't grow, then the listed sector probably will still suffer from uh, oversupply issues within the real estate environment in my, most of the commercial sectors. We are starting to see improvement in, for instance, uh, industrial vacancies have dropped off quite a bit. So the demand uh, is, is uh, improving quite a bit there. And then, you know, it does look like retail is sort of stabilized, but in the office sector, which is clearly the sector which is most correlated directly to the sort of working economy, you know, that uh, sector is still struggling. In terms of the listed sector pricing, etc., so the share prices per se, you know, to a large extent, it boils down to the demand from institutional investors locally and internationally. Now, unfortunately, over the past few years, I think, you know, international investors have generally gone in the wrong direction from a South African perspective. So uh, selling rather than buying. And I think the, you know, the, the demand with the local investors has also waned somewhat. So the sector clearly has reduced in scale overall. Mm. And as such, some of the institutional investors have sort of swept it in with the rest of the financial services sector. Whereas in previous years, uh, with the growth of the sector, it actually became a separate asset class, which got a specific asset allocation to that. Now, hopefully, uh, over time, uh, if the sector can garner the confidence that, you know, the market has stabilized and things are set to improve, you know, you could quite easily see that uh, money starts flowing back uh, in volume into the sector, which will then will support uh, the pricing, uh, you know, within the listed property sector. So we have seen quite an improvement uh, from, let's say, the dark days of April 20. And specifically last year, you know, it improved quite a lot. But, you know, given um, the historic sort of levels to where we are now, I mean, the sector must be still probably 
50 odd percent off its highs, you know. So there's still quite a bit of work to be done. There are certain niche areas, as we've spoken earlier, you know, some of those stocks are trading uh, very, very strongly and at very low yields, specifically industrial exposure. And that's probably set to continue given the, uh, the ongoing growth in that market. But I do see quite a lot of upside in, in some of the other sectors, just given the large discounts to net asset value that some of these stocks are trading at. So, you know, we do see affirming gradually over the next couple of years. Uh, but the, the the pace of that recovery, if you'd like, will to a large extent be determined by, you know, the, the strength in which the economy is sort of returning. From a growth point perspective, we've also seen, let's say, for instance, the Victorian Alfred Waterfront, which is very exposed to the tourism sector. Things started improving beautifully towards the latter part of last year, October, November. And then unfortunately, you know, we had that announcement of the coronavirus and all the international uh, lockdowns relative to the South African travel, you know. So that negatively impacted uh, our tourism sector yet again. Mm. But I think generally the trend uh, now in that sector is positive and um, and hopefully you know that'll translate into better performance across the board in the tourism sector as well which is is also a big contributor to uh, the South African economy. Estian on the topic of offshore exposure will this continue considering the expected lackluster GDP growth locally compared to countries in Europe and other parts of the world. While there's a lot of uncertainty around South African politics and policy, economic policy, and and obviously a weak economy uh, with uh, not that many uh, you know positive prospects uh, staring us in the face directly, um, you know I do think that you'll find that uh, most real estate investors probably have uh, one eye across the oceans in different directions. So I think that. Uh, the, the the difficulty for investment at the moment is as if you're in a rising interest rate environment, and we can see that in the USA and in Europe and in Australia or the East uh, now. So it, it makes pricing uh, a little bit more tricky potentially. Mm. But the reality is is that I do think that uh, you know a lot of South African real estate investors uh, eagerly are seeking to try and improve their or expand their international diversification. And, it, you know, to be truthful, it is a diversification play. It's, uh, it's not a specific um, anti-South African stance. Ultimately, it's driven by pure commercial factors. And there are markets, as you mentioned, Eastern Europe, that are developing and where there's uh, still decent economic growth and good opportunities. And, and the South African uh, investors have played a significant role in developing those commercial real estate markets. And to some extent, they've done it with South African capital. And, and on the back of that, they've generated uh, very, very good returns for, for the South African fiscus. So ultimately, South Africa does benefit from this activity. That's an important point to note. Uh, I like the comment about not necessarily being anti-South African. We are in a globalized world, as it were. On the area around opportunities, yes, lackluster possible growth this year. We might be surprised on the upside, but what are some of the opportunities that you see? You look at South African retailers, for example, 
there was growth into Africa and they pulled back and now they're seeing most of their growth coming out of South Africa, believe it or not. We broke the growth point story late last year regarding its foray into student accommodation, for instance. So where do you see some of the opportunities in the sector? Yeah, so interestingly enough, um, you know, the best performing sort of sectors uh, in the real estate space have been in the niche alternative areas, you know. So clearly the leader for some time now has been industrial, and that's proven to be a very a good play generally. And then if you go and look at certain specific areas, uh, healthcare, for instance, and as you mentioned, student accommodation, as a developing country, you know, we've still got uh, niche areas that need significant uh, development. we well oversupplied in retail and in office across certainly the main metropolitan areas. But I do still think that in maybe some of the more uh, rural and um, outlying areas, there there will be opportunities even in those uh, sectors, uh, specifically on the retail side. So we've also um, seen that the demand from investors is uh, to some extent uh, on on more the alternative and the niche areas rather than the sort of mainstream commercial areas that they can get access to via the listed sector very easily. So, you know, the demand for uh, student accommodation, clearly we've got a very young population. There's a, a, a growing demand for education and quality accommodation that goes with that. So there's a big push from investors in their social and infrastructure uh, mandates to to try and improve the the supply in in these areas and you know from, from a growth point perspective you know we we do see an opportunity to create a a, a vehicle of scale that can tr- attract institutional capital local and foreign hmm. and uh, that will help grow that sector and ultimately you know, maybe provide another listed REIT over when the market, you know, is conducive for listing a, a vehicle like that. So the, 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 the area or this niche area is quite proliferated in terms of ownership. Uh, there's a lot of players, a lot of developers, uh, you know, obviously smaller scale than the listed sector. And we do think that um, that 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 consolidating this area a, a little bit and you know getting access to uh, cheaper capital uh, and and you know more structured um, let's call it professional management over time will will prove uh, valuable in in this area. So the the same is for the the healthcare sector. Obviously, we've got a couple of really large. Uh, well-established healthcare companies that are operators, mm. so they would be typical clients. And um, and then there's a, a quite a few emerging uh, sort of healthcare operators, you know. And uh, and there's a role to play in assisting uh, these operators uh, and partnering them to to success. Mm. And then you know for the large healthcare operators, the kind of capital that we're raising for real estate helps them fund uh, ultimately their their businesses and and focus their capital on the operations where they're getting probably better returns ultimately um, than than sort of uh, from the the real estate space the fact that you know we can provide unlisted uh, reits to the investment community has been particularly well received before you go Estian, on a lighter note tell us something 
people may not know about you. I believe you hail from Port Shepston on the KZN South Coast. Do you perhaps play rugby or perhaps scuba dive on the Aliwal show? <laughs> uh, sir, no, uh, yes, you're entirely correct. I grew up and I was born and I grew up in a little town south of Durban called Port Shepston. Uh, I was very blessed to be able to uh, then, uh, you know, also uh, spend a year in Australia as an exchange student, actually, which, uh, you know, created a, a long-lasting link to Australia, and that's played a role in, in some of the places we've done business. And uh, from a sporting perspective, I've always been uh, an avid squash player, and more recently, I've, uh, uh, due to a bit of an arm injury, I've taken up uh, mountain biking. So uh, it's been uh, a painful learning process. I've got the scars to prove it, but... Uh, <laughs> But certainly enjoying it. And, um, you know, if you've got a job in a public company or in a, in a corporate, you know, if you don't uh, at least uh, have some uh, outlet for some of the pressures like sport, then I do think that uh, you uh, it's not going to be very sustainable. And I think, you know, that's one theme that probably is uh, increasingly going to be more important uh, in the way we do business going forward is, is sustainability and, uh, you know, the ESG kind of acronym is is widespread in investment communities today. So I do think that, you know, uh, in, in, in everything we do, we have to consider sustainability. Estian, you managed to sneak in ESG in your the last question there, but uh, I suppose that comes from your passion for the industry. Estian, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Surin, and uh, have a wonderful day. And I uh, wish all the listeners uh, incredible 22. I hope it's a very happy and uh, blessed year and, and prosperous for, for all the investors. Thank you. That was Estian de Klerk, chairperson of the SA Rich Association and CEO of Growth Point Properties South Africa. Thanks for listening to the MoneyWeb Property Pod with Suren Naidu. Brought to you by Asset, South Africa's leading digital commercial property magazine. To listen to more episodes, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates. Follow Suren on Twitter at Suren Naidu for more of his property industry content and other business stories. The Property Pod. Pod. Pod.